Hey there, this is Sean McMahon. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast and thanks for supporting the ministry by lending your ears, your minds, hearts, all that good stuff. Don't be afraid to share this here message with a friend or a family member, even a stranger. Have at. It's not like it's going to bite. These messages are recorded live at the Community Baptist Church of Gayhead and Aquina on Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, and the good old U.S. of A. If you're ever in town for a visit or suddenly find yourself shipwrecked on the southwest side of our lovely little island, climb up the clay cliffs and come on down to our little old chapel for our weekly 10 a.m. service. No need to wear anything special, just bring your special self. May God bless you. Thou shalt not follow the multitude to do evil, neither shalt thou yield in judgment to the opinion of the majority to stray from the truth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Fun words. There's a funny movie called What We Do in the Shadows, made in New Zealand. Anyone ever heard of it? <laughs> so it's a, it's a mockumentary, a fake documentary about vampire roommates and their werewolf rivals. And, and they're all mundane, they're totally mundane. They all have day jobs and they're, they're living in the modern world. Well, the werewolves, they roam around in packs, but they're all really nice guys. They're regular chaps with these canine attributes. And the, the werewolves all have a pack alpha, their leader, right? And there's this great scene where the werewolves are standing around being interviewed by the documentary makers and they're all having a beer and, and the pack alpha explains how he'll occasionally test the loyalty of, of the pack by cracking a joke. And he says, he's like, oh, so these guys, they all have to laugh at my jokes, right? And he gestures for them to laugh and they all laugh at what he just says. He says, and I always like to look around to make sure that they're all laughing. And if I see that one's not quite laughing, I'll say, hey, are you laughing? And, and often I'll test them too, you know, and I'll single out a member of the pack and say, hey, uh, what are you laughing at just now? Justin, what were you just laughing at? And Justin kind of looks at him, kind of looks around at the other guys. And he says, what, just now? He's like, yeah, yeah, what, what, what were you laughing at? He kind of looks around and he says, uh, I, I don't know, I just thought. And he's like, oh no, he failed the test. And they all start laughing. <laughs> he failed the test. So immediately they all start laughing and he tests another guy. And that guy fails and they all start cracking up and so on and so forth. Until finally, he asks this guy, Stu, he says, Stu, what were you laughing at? And Stu says, oh, I was just laughing with the group. Oh, he passed the test. That's the right answer. Laughing with the group. See, pay attention to Stu, laughing with the group. That's the correct answer. Going with the group, right? If you're a werewolf, it's not the correct answer. If you're a Christian, 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 Christian. Okay? Uh, and that, that that's a bit dramatic, right? Okay, so... These guys, these, these werewolf chaps, right? They're just joking around. They're not causing any harm. Laughing along with the group isn't bad, right? That's what we do, we're human. It's, there's not anything wrong with that, is there? But what if you're doing something else along with the group? Something evil, right? And that brings us to Exodus 23, verse three. Thou shalt not follow the multitude to do evil. Neither shalt thou yield in judgment 
to the opinion of the majority to stray from the truth. There are two commands here that are one in purpose. Don't follow the crowd in doing evil, nor yield in judgment to the opinion of the majority to stray from truth. They're the same thing. He's bringing them together in equivalence. And the story that this comes out of is the story of Exodus. As you might remember, God did this mighty work with the Hebrew children, bringing them out of the oppression of Egypt. And the same God calls Moses up to the mountain. Boy, this crazy storm. Everyone down there could see that God was up there. They said it was terrifying. So Moses goes up there to cut a covenant with God. And while he's gone, the people get impatient and they build and worship a golden calf. Because they say, I have no idea what happened to Moses up there, but he's taking too long and so is this God. So let's just make our own. Okay? And God's not pleased and he tells Moses, I'm done with these people. Okay, I'm going to wipe them all out. And I'll just bring you to the promised land, Moses. Just you. And I'll make a nation out of you. Well, Moses had to do a lot of fasting and begging to God to change his mind. And in the end, God relents. And what happens is Moses draws a line in the sand. Okay? And he basically says, if you're with me, you're with me. But if you're not, yeah. And it says that 3,000 people chose not to go with Moses that day. And they were all swallowed up into the earth, into the abyss. They were all destroyed. 3,000 people. Okay? That sounds pretty rough. And yet God is merciful. Okay? <laughs> Consider his mercy in these terms. The Bible says that God led two million people out of Egypt. Two million. And yet he was ready to destroy all two million of them because they'd all gone astray. Moses convinced God to give them one more chance. Only 3,000 of those people were unrepentant. They chose evil. Okay? What that tells us is that among two million people, two million people, who all committed the sin of worshiping the golden calf, there were only 3,000 true believers, okay? Only 3,000 willing to stand on that belief, to stick to it and die for it. This is a small minority, and yet everyone was going along with it. And is anyone surprised by that, right? Isn't that the way it's always been? We look back at the worst atrocities of recent human history, and at the heart, what we see is a few bad apples that rot the whole batch. It just takes a few. And in the Exodus story, if you do the math, that is 0.15% of the population that led the whole nation astray. 0.15%. That's the power of a vocal minority. So imagine what God is asking you to, to stand up to when he says, Thou shalt not fall the multitude. To do evil. Neither shalt thou yield in judgment to the opinion of the majority to stray from the truth. Now, each of you in your lifetime will be confronted with someone saying what you believe about God, what you believe about Jesus, about his kingdom, about your life in Christ, about your truth. It's not true. Okay? Or that you have to behave in a way that is contrary to your values. That will happen, and chances are this already has happened to you. And I'd be willing to wager that in some way, it's happening to you quite regularly. It happens to all of us. So I want us all to take a moment to examine our consciences for a moment. And think about every moment that we have yielded in judgment to the opinion of anyone, let alone a majority, 
to stray from the truth, okay? And they should be easy to call to mind. And I wanna ask you when you did this, when you yielded in this way, first ask yourself how small, how unimportant did you tell yourself was the compromise that you decided to make? How small was the compromise? Oh, it's not a big compromise to make, right? And then the next question is how small, how unimportant did you tell yourself the truth was in order to justify this compromise, okay? And that exercise is not for me to condemn you or for me to condemn myself because it's happened to me too. It's for encouragement because I'm here to remind you extra ecclesiam nulla salus, right? That means outside the church, outside of the mystical body of Christ, there is no salvation which means outside of the word of God, there is no truth. Therefore, you will always, always be bombarded with some sort of savory lie or seductive deception in the world. It's always gonna happen because it's only in Christ that truth abides. Amen? Amen. I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's what he says. Therefore, our salvation is in him, in his mystical body, in the church, right? And I'm not saying that outside of the walls of his chapel, there's no salvation because inside the walls of this chapel are lots of handsome sinners, right? That's us. But what I'm saying is that Christ alone is the word of God and only God's word is truth, okay? If we're in communion with Christ, we're members of his body. If we're members of his body, we have truth. So let's cling to the body of Christ and let's take shelter in the truth and not stray from it. Theophilus, or Theophilus of Antioch said something. He said, as in the sea, there are islands, some of them habitable and well-watered and fruitful with havens and harbors in which the storm-tossed may find refuge. So God has given to the world, which is driven and tempest-tossed by sins, he's given them assemblies, he means holy churches, in which survive the doctrines of the truth, as in the island harbors of good anchorage, and into these run those who desire to be saved, being lovers of the truth and wishing to escape the wrath and judgment of God. And as, again, there are also other islands, rocky and without water and barren and infested by wild beasts like werewolves, and uninhabitable and serving only to injure navigators in the storm tossed on which ships are wrecked and those driven among them perish, so there are also doctrines of error that lead you astray from the truth, right? which destroy those who approach them, for they are not guided by the word of truth. But as pirates, when they have filled their vessels, drive them on to the aforementioned places that they may spoil them. So that it happens in the case of those who stray from the truth that they are all totally ruined by their errors. Okay, so if, if we interpret Theophilus through the word of God in Exodus, we should take note that these other islands rocky and without water who destroy those who approach them though they are doctrines of error what exodus tells us is they can absolutely be held by the majority okay not just a minority but a majority god's commandment not to yield to such a majority would not be necessary if it weren't so amen so the world the world we all know it's full of snares but it's not that the world is a bad place God's creation is a beautiful and good place. It's a beautiful and good place, but, but through, through man, through Adam, 
sin and death entered the world. That's book one of the Bible. Because of disobedience, because of straying from the truth. Okay, the garden that God planted in Eden was, was the kingdom of God, but man disobeyed the king. And so the kingdom was lost to man, but never to God, right? So this is why we remind ourselves with the good news of Jesus Christ, the word of God, who revealed to the world that in his wisdom, God did not set up his kingdom in a place, rather he set it up in you. The kingdom of God is within you, right? The choice to obey God whose love and to obey his law of love, it's within you. It's within you. No majority, no multitude, no pack of wolves, no pack alpha, or as the New, New Zealanders would say, pack alpha, right? None of them can take that away from you. Though they may try to take everything else away from you to make you pay for your choice, right? Because Jesus says, blessed are you when people persecute you and revile you for my name's sake. Don't consider reprisals like that a loss. Rather, follow St. Paul's example, who considered everything he owned, all of his accomplishments, all of his social status, a loss compared to the surpassing and excellent knowledge of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. That is, compared to the truth, to the truth. Thou shalt not follow the multitude to do evil, neither shalt thou yield in judgment to the opinion of the majority to stray from the truth. That tells us a profound truth about the world. Just as the kingdom of God is within you, also let the truth, the word of, uh, the word of Christ, richly dwell within you so that you never stray from it. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts for to this you are called as members of one body of Christ. And be thankful. And teach and admonish one another with all wisdom in the face of this. And sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts toward God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sean McMahon Podcast. Visit SeanSellickMcMahon.com for more information about his ministry. For more about Sean's music, please visit WorkmanSong.com.